What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We've done it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've done it. We have reached training camp and we have reached the end of our positional previews here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we're finishing up today with the secondary. Yeah, we're going to combine cornerbacks and safeties. It's a little bit of cheating, but at the same time, I also don't get my special teams episode where I get to make fun of Chandler Can't Kick and Zaro. So we are going to be discussing the corners, the safeties, and by the time you're listening to this, veterans will be reporting to training camp and practice will start tomorrow. It is football season. Be excited. So David, <clears throat> let's kick this thing off with, of course, the one topic that not only is everyone still talking about, uh, we've all beaten it to death, but we're going to continue beating it until uh, we see Vernon Hargraves beat somebody else when he's lined up on the outside. So we know Brent Grimes is cemented on one side. They have Vernon Hargraves. He struggled on the outside majority of last season. When he moved inside, he was very effective. He did a great job of shutting down opposing receivers but you could tell by the way the Buccaneers drafted that they're kind of teetering on the edge of not having any trust in him whatsoever they have three second round draft picks they use two of them on corners one on MJ Stewart out of North Carolina the other on Carlton Davis out of Auburn and early thoughts and prognostications and predictions would say that Carlton Davis will likely be the one lining up on the outside opposite of Grimes, allowing Hargraves to move to that nickel corner position where he appears to be more comfortable and he is certainly more effective as a corner. So what do you think about what what Hargraves is facing now heading into training camp? He's going to have an opportunity to prove himself. He's going to have an opportunity to win the job that he was drafted to have Early expectations, early predictions for you before training camp really begins. Do you think Hargraves is going to be able to head into the 2018 regular season as the starting outside corner opposite Grimes? Or do you think that this is going to be, you know, Carlton Davis is almost his job to lose at this point? So whenever, whenever we had this conversation right here, a conversation about Vernon Hargraves and kind of what we think is going to happen with him, um, I'm always I'm always reminded of something I saw on NFL Network once. I can't remember who it was on there who was who said it, but he was talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and they were asking what they thought the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars might be, and this was before last season. And what he said is the Jacksonville Jaguars suck until they don't. Um, and I'm kind of that's kind of how I, I I'm, I'm approaching Vernon Hargraves is he's not shown that he can be a consistent outside NFL defender. And that's pretty much how I'm going to view him until he shows otherwise. So I don't really have any predictions. That's just kind of how I how I feel about him is that's I don't want to that sounds really harsh. Right. But coming out of the coming into the draft I didn't really view him as an outside corner I know I'm not the only one uh, a lot of people viewed him as as an inside defender and again we, we've we've gone over this and and many other people have gone over this that you don't really draft inside defenders inside corners uh with a first round draft pick but here we are 
you know, and, and the team is dealing with, with the cards they're dealt. If, if I have to make uh, a prediction, it's going to be that he's going to start camp. He's going to start the preseason. Even I think the first game he'll play outside. If we see kind of the same old same with him, then we're going to see Carlton Davis get that opportunity. We may even see Carlton Davis get some opportunities in early camp practices and, you know, some drills and all that uh, matching up against the ones or matching up outside, playing outside to see what he can get. But I still think no matter what, you know, barring any type of injury, game one of the NFL preseason, Vernon Hargraves is going to start outside. And that's really going to be when, I guess, the clock is is counting down on him to show uh, the Buccaneers that he can be that guy. And if he can't enough and Carlton Davis can show that he can enough, then we could see that switch before the regular season. But first first preseason game, he's going to be outside. Uh, but as far as my opinion of Vernon, it's it's I mean, I like the guy like I like what I see on, you know, uh, the, the NFL films and and all that stuff. He seems like a fun person to probably be around a good teammate, you know, high energy, stuff like that. But just as a as an NFL defender, I just I don't think he's he's got what it takes to play outside. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's by far <clears throat> the most compelling and the most interesting of the training camp battles for my own perspective is to see if Vernon Hargraves can take his game to the next level, if Carlton Davis can come in as a second-round draft pick and take that job away from Vernon Hargraves, who was a top-15 pick. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. And of course, what what's the the phrase that I you know I've heard you use it quite a few times? The the competition breeds uh, excellence, or or yeah, however however it is that you put it. That you know all this is going to do. You know the battle between Hargraves and and Stewart and Davis and and all the other all the other guys, Ryan Smith, JV and Elliott. Yeah, it, it's going to bring out the best in all of them, and it's hopefully going to result in the best combination of those guys on the field before we continue david you know something that that i want to point out here is you we were actually before we started recording we were talking about how hectic of a of a week that you have and those of you of our listeners that know what i do for for my day job i work these weird crazy hours so a lot of times it's really hard for us to find time for ourselves let alone find time to be able to go to a gym and work out and try to stay in shape. Not to mention you go to a gym and you have all those judgmental people that are sitting there, you know, looking at you and make you feel awkward. You have the jerk that doesn't wipe down his sweat off the machine and all that. The great thing is, is you don't have to go to the gym to stay in shape. You can bring the gym to you. Some of the benefits of our good friends over at Nordic track is that they have a a series of training equipment that give you amazing workouts in your own house. They got treadmills, they got exercise bikes, they got incline trainers, they got strength trainers. They, if, if you need it or want it or wish to have it in your house to stay in shape, chances are you can find it at Nordic Track. You can join some high energy streamed workouts any time of the day without leaving your house. You know, they have these, these, crazy virtual trainers that you can you know access at at any point in time you join these these streaming workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world you can you know run through the streets of paris you can cross train in thailand or work out in a safari it's incredible all the options that you have and it, it beats the heck out of you know staring at the person who's judging you because they've been going to the gym 
you know, 17 times a week for the last four years, because that's apparently where they live. You know, you do it in the comfort of your own home, you know, wearing comfortable clothes, not trying to look good just to go to the gym and get all sweaty and nasty. You know, you, your workouts are led by some of the world's top personal trainers, and they're going to make sure that you're going to reach the goals that you want. And again, you're doing it in the privacy of your own home and nothing beats that. There's a special offer for our Locked On Bucks listeners. You get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on. Real easy to remember, just locked on in both places. Go to your web address, type in N O R D I C T R A C K dot com slash locked on and use offer code locked on during checkout and you will save $75 off your purchase. So big shout out to our friends over at Nordic track and a big thank you to them for sponsoring the show. David, we all know, and I'm not, I don't think we need to get into discussion again because we've, we've done it a lot about how much Chris Conti is hated and guys, he's really not that bad. You know, he's pretty average. You need, you know, you can't have 22 players playing for you that all start on the Pro Bowl team. It doesn't happen. You're going to have average players. You're going to have below average players. You're going to have above average players. Chris Conti's an average player, but we're not going to talk about Chris Conti. What we are going to talk about is you have second-year man Justin Evans coming in. And uh, we were talking before the show, David, about how, you know, Pro Football Focus ranked him pretty low on the scale of rookie safeties. And again, that goes back to something that I've talked about on the show that, you know, I'm not a huge fan of pro football Focus's grading system. You know, they, they have some stats and analysis that are really, really helpful as far as their grading systems go. You know, I just, I don't understand how they come up with some of the grades that they get. And, and Justin Evans, I don't feel should have been, what was he 26th? out of all the rookie safeties like that's that's way too low for a guy that played as well as he did and emerged the way he did and was on a upwards trajectory through the season but we're we talked about it a lot last offseason because he was such a big part of the end of the 2016 season and that was Keith Tandy I mean is, is Keith Tandy like in a Lovey Smith style doghouse like Jonathan Banks was, that he's not gonna get out of it. I mean, what do we need to see out of him in training camp to say, look, he earned that starting job. He should have that starting job. You know, what's it what do you think it's gonna take? Are we gonna see, you know, the same amount of Keith Tandy that we saw last year? Are we gonna go back a little bit more towards the 2016 season? How do you see this playing out at the safety position? I'm just, I mean, I'm just confused, as confused as as everybody else is about Keith Handy. I'm hoping, um, I know, I know Ryan over over at the Petercast mentions very often about the kind of he would ask or he and Brent would ask if they were given the access that some are given. And I, I'm hoping one of these mainstream guys, whether it be Greg Allman or whether it be one of the guys over at the Pew Report, asks the question of Dirk Cutter, what what went down with Keith Tandy? Keith Tandy? Like, why did we not see him get an opportunity or, or emerge? I feel like there has to there has to have been, like, a lingering injury, like a tweaked hamstring that just never got right. And, you know, the, the, the thing with hamstrings and, and all that stuff, like, 
I just I have I, I feel like there's got to be some sort of reason, and I don't think it was like a, a behavioral thing. I don't think it was a, a personality thing. I just I don't know. I, I have to believe that, and um, so hopefully maybe if that's the case, then maybe you know uh, resting obviously as much as he did last season, and and during the off season he was able to get healthy again, and we can see him come back and and hopefully make his make a mark again because he's definitely a guy that I thought. Uh, that we all thought would see a lot more playing time last year. And I don't think it was the emergence of Justin Evans that put him, you know, on the bench. I think that him not being able to play basically helped facilitate the emergence of Justin Evans. I think that um, TJ Ward coming in was kind of a result of whatever happened with Keith Tandy, because I don't think that I just, I just kind of feel like if Keith Tandy were fully able to contribute the way he had the prior season that TJ Ward may not have even been a guy that they targeted. I know they're different styles of players. I get that. But, you know, when you talk about putting your, your best players on the field, I feel like the team kind of felt like they had to go out there and get someone that could fill a role. Um, so I don't know. That's just, that's just kind of where my mind is at. I don't have any, you know, evidence for that or, or anything like that. I just, I, I just, I kind of don't want to believe that this player who played so well, towards the end of the season and really came in the system clicked so well with his teammates clicked so well with his, his reads on the field and made so many plays down the stretch would just completely disappear the next season. You know, I, I don't know. That just kind of defies all logic uh, to me. And I know Falcons fans would probably tell us, yeah, that's, that's what you get. But I mean, yeah, that's just kind of where I'm sitting with that. So hopefully we get to see more or not. I mean, Going into everything with 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 Chris and with Justin, and if Keith doesn't emerge, I mean, I know we got Jordan Whitehead back there, but uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of depth there. So there's some safety still on the market, and there's some roster spots open, and there's some cash still out there, you know, for a one year deal for the Bucks to spend if if they don't find what they're looking for uh, on the current roster. So we we may not see the end of of the safety depth chart just yet. David, as we've done with so many of our other positional profiles, we're going <clears> to <throat> we're going to end this one with our little game, but before we do that, I got to thinking. I was thinking about this Nordic track thing. You know, and I just I I think I just talked myself into buying uh one of these contraptions. I already have a treadmill, but I may have to get one of these other contraptions. But if I'm working out and I'm doing this personal trainer thing and I'm I'm jogging through the safari or whatever i'm gonna start i'm gonna start feeling a little good about myself and that might lead to me wanting to get a little bit frisky like i used to back in the old days but some guys they have a problem when the timing is right and that's why we are so excited to be partnered up with somebody as great as bluechew.com thanks to bluechew now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper 
than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code locked on. You just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E chew.com, promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Bucks podcast. David, game time. Before we wrap this thing up, I know you got a busy night and a busy day and a busy rest of the week ahead of you, so we're going to get this done quick. Kind of like with with the linebackers, there's not going to be a ton of categories, not like there was on the offensive side of the ball. But, of course, the real obvious one right out of the gate, and we're doing corners and safeties combined. We're not going to split it up or anything crazy like that. Which member of the secondary finishes the season with the most interceptions? Justin Evans. Wow. I wasn't expecting you to say that. You know what? Like I'm 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 going all in on Justin Evans. I, I really I feel like he's he's gonna be a really solid member of the Buccaneers for for a lot of years. You know, I was fully prepared for you to pick Brent Grimes, so I was thinking Justin Evans because I didn't want to go with the same player. But since you went Justin Evans, I will go Brent Grimes. Now, the problem with this is Grimes doesn't get a whole lot of interceptions. Not that he can't, but he doesn't because quarterbacks tend to not throw to him. But if Carlton Davis can be the corner that we hope and think he may be able to become on the outside, that's going to make it a little more difficult for quarterbacks to pick on one particular side of the field. So I think that in turn will create more opportunity for Brent Grimes to be able to get his hands on the ball and he'll come away with the most interceptions. How about forced fumbles? Forced fumbles. You know what? I'm going to go with Vernon Hargraves on that one. I like it. I think that uh, if if what I just said comes to fruition, he moves inside Again, given his his attitude that he's displayed, given his personality, I mean, this is a guy who's moved inside last year. And, uh, I mean, maybe there was some behind the scenes. I don't know. But we didn't see him in public. I watched him on the field uh, up close in person. He, he there, was no, there was no pouting. There was no, you know, taking plays off. There was no, you know, anger or, or you know, diva attitude or, well, I'm a first-rounder, so I should, you know, none of that. And. And he, you know, he, he played hard. He played his heart out. And I think that's just kind of who he is. And playing on the inside, he's going to get to go against some, some smaller receivers and he's going to get to get some, uh, some, some good angles on some guys. And I don't know. I think he's going to be a guy who kind of takes after Levante Dave and maybe kind of learns how to, how to try to peanut punch that thing out of, out of the uh, arms of the receiver. I'm going to go with Chris Conti for no other reason than the fact that I feel bad that everybody picks on him and I want him to do well. So I'm going to will him to be the man that forces the most fumbles in the secondary. I'm down with that. And if if he does, um, I'll hold a contest to give somebody a Chris Conti jersey that promises not to burn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last one. Let's go with uh, most tackles. Most tackles. Hmm. Justin. Of course, if. 
if your secondary are the ones you know leading the team in tackles, and of course we're not saying that one of the members of the secondary will lead the team, but if a safety or a corner is leading the team in tackles, it's usually a pretty bad sign. Yeah, it's probably not a good thing. Um, I'm gonna go Justin Evans just because I'm 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 really hoping we're gonna see a reemergence of Keith Tandy. Um, if not, then you know Jordan Whitehead, you know, could potentially threaten for some snaps and take Chris Conti out the field a little bit. I think that it's gonna hurt my fumble prediction. Uh, that's true, but um, Carl Davis is a guy. I mean, I'm not really gonna predict any rookies just because, again, I've said it over and over. Until the pads come on and until people start hitting each other, I'm not really gonna put a whole lot of expectation on on the rookies. Um, outside of my uh, my Rojo hashtag that I shared with with the uh, the private chat earlier today, um, so yeah, I'm going to go Justin Evans on that one. I'm going to go Vernon Hargraves, and I think based on if, like you said in in your last prediction, if if your prediction about Vernon Hargraves comes to fruition, he's going to have those opportunities, and if if the pass rush. You know, the defensive line, the front four is getting after the quarterback the way we hope it will with this completely reformed defensive line. The quarterback's going to have to get the ball out a little bit faster. That means he's looking to the tight ends and he's looking to the slot receivers. You know, if he's if he's going to the slot receiver a lot, I think that's going to lead to a lot of opportunity for Vernon Hargraves to be able to go make some tackles. He had a little bit of a problem finishing tackles last season. But I remember when he was drafted, I went back and I watched a lot of his games and he didn't miss tackles very often. So I think that's a problem that that can get fixed and will get fixed because when he has the opportunity, whether it's a running back or a wide receiver or whoever it is, he's a pretty sure tackler. So if he gets his hands on a ball carrier, chances are that guy's going to come down. So I'm going to put my, you know, my faith in Vernon Hargraves to lead the secondary in tackles. So, David, unless you have anything else that you want to throw out there, that's going to wrap up our positional preview series uh, on the eve of training camp. Again, vets are going to report today. First practice is tomorrow. The first practice that's open to the public, I believe, is uh, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. I think it's the 28th. Um, you know, you and I won't be there, obviously. But, um, you know, a lot of Buccaneers fans are. I know they're doing the big takeover the training camp takeover day again on august 4th and tickets for that event are already sold out um so i mean anything else before we uh we sign off and head into the world of training camp and we we start ramping the podcast up a a few days or a, a few more episodes yeah i mean so i was thinking about this earlier and i was looking at uh our numbers this month for the podcast and uh i've just i mean i've been amazed i mean it's been you know, we, we've been here since what December, right? We, we signed on with locked on, uh, to do the locked on bucks podcast. And, you know, so Uh, we're coming into our first, was it November? Either way. I mean, we're coming into our first full season. Like we've never opened a season as the locked on bucks, uh, show together before. So, um, but I've just been amazed because, you know, you and I have talked about it and and there's, there's kind of that lull, you know, during the off season after the draft and, and all that stuff. And, and, you know, we call it the dreaded quiet period and the, you know, all that stuff. And I know this year we had a little bit of a help right from the James Winston uh, saga and all that stuff, but even that doesn't really account for the amount of growth that we've experienced. So just to all all the listeners out there and and those of you who are interacting with the show and, and giving us tweets and sending us emails and, and all that, uh, and just listening. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I'm, I've been surprised, James, I don't know about you, but I know I've, I've been astounded really by the amount of growth we've experienced in the off season. 
so very excited to see what comes with with the year. Hopefully, we're not all as frustrated as we were last year. But you know, even if we were, even if we end up getting frustrated by the team again, I mean, we're all here to talk about it, right? We're all here to kind of vent frustrations and talk about what could be or or what we think is is the fix and so on and so forth. And and like you said, I mean, starting you know as soon as the games go live and everything, we're going to start coming coming back to you more uh, with more episodes per week. So more opportunities to just kind of catch what's going on, share your thoughts with us, send in those emails, send in those tweets, and, and you know, we'll, we'll get as many on the air as possible. But I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody who's listening and, and really helping this thing grow uh, for us and, and just show my appreciation for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely second that. And and for those of you that are new listeners, I, I saw a pretty big spike in, in numbers once we joined Bucks Nation. There there's a lot of people that that follow that website, you know, very loyally. And and that was kind of their introduction to us was us joining the website as writers. Then, you know, they see that we do a podcast, gave us a listen. You know, we appreciate all the new listeners and, and we hope you stick around. And again, you know, if there's something that you want us to discuss or, or something that you want to to have other people hear your thoughts, your questions, anything like that, send them in. You know, my DMs are open. David's, uh, you know, the, the Locked On Bucks Twitter account. And of course, the email address is lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com. So send in send in anything you want because, yeah, as, as David alluded to, once the season starts, man, we're five days a week. You know, we're going to be uh, we're going to be coming at you Monday through Friday all season long. But for now, we are going to go ahead and sign off and end our positional preview. We're going to be back on Friday. We're going to have a special guest from BucksNation.com. We're excited to have him on. No spoilers, but, uh, you know, real excited for everyone to get to hear what he has to say. But until then, make sure you're checking out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at dh82 underscore bucks hope you all have a safe wonderful and enjoyable day and thank you all so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks